0: All right, Alexander, let's do a follow-up on the Nigel Farage banking incident. And uh, it looks like the banks were lying. Uh, the, I believe the bank is, uh, is, is named Coots Bank, which uh, canceled Farage's bank account. It looks, like, it looks like they've been lying. It looks like the British media has been lying as well as they were coming to the, the defense of Coots for um, debanking Nigel Farage. And it looks like they've been caught in a whole bunch of lies because uh, Nigel Farage, he, uh, he wanted the reasons as to why he was debanked. And he, he, yeah, he got the letter, which explained the reasons. And uh, he went public with that information. And it's because at least they're, still t- they're telling Farage it's not about, you know, meeting the, the account threshold and, and you didn't meet that threshold. And so we're, we're canceling your account. It was for political and social issues, his friendship with Trump, his friendship with Novik Djokovic, his stance on uh, or comments that he's made about uh, the LGBTQ community, um, videos that he's posted on social media. I mean, stuff like that is the reason that he was debanked.
1: What uh, What's going on there in uh, Britain? <laughs> this is some well, scary stuff. Well, it is very scary stuff. And it's a very sordid and ugly affair because it also shows you the bank's are able to lie and do lie about their decisions and this about, about how they treat their customers. Now, let me just explain. Coots is one of the oldest banks in Britain. It was created, I think, either in the 17th or 18th century, but it has long since been absorbed into the NatWest RBS a group, which is one of the big banks here in Britain. Now, it functions as the private banking arm natwest now for those who don't know private banks are not banks that are privately owned they are banks that handle the accounts of wealthy people of high value customers and i believe that um, when it comes to coots you need to be worth at least a million pounds to be able to own an account there and they provide you with Additional services over and beyond the kind of services that normal banks provide, for example, they help you with your investment decisions, they help you with setting up trusts, they do all kinds of things which just aren't available to, to, you know, to, to, to people who have ordinary accounts. So this is and of course, they, they prize themselves on having a particular relationship, a particularly close relationship with their customer. I mean, you have an actual person you can talk to whenever you have an issue or a problem. You can phone them pretty much any time of the day or night. That's what Coots does. Amongst the people who banks at Coots is King Charles <laughs> the Third. Just saying it's it's that sort of bank. Now of course by definition you have to be rich in order to be a customer, an account customer at Coots. So when the story circulated that Nigel Farage um, had been, his his account at Coots had been closed, he'd been told that his banking services from Coots were closed. Um, they spread stories, the bank spread stories across the media that it was because he wasn't rich enough any longer to bank at Coots. And it actually became really sinister because you got all sorts of people reporting on this story. The media altogether was writing about this. A member of the Coots family, there was actually a founding family, they still exist, was actually wrote a piece in the Daily Telegraph explaining, you know, how, you know, when with Coots, it's um You know, you have to be rich. Even she isn't rich enough to bank at a family's own bank, apparently. I should say this person, I am sure, was used. I'm sure she didn't know the real story, the, the real facts. Anyway, the moment I saw those stories circulating in the media, I knew that this was absolute and complete nonsense. Because the idea that Nigel Farage, of all people, doesn't have the necessary financial assets to bank at Coutts is ridiculous. If you know anything about Nigel Farage's background, you know that he's worked at the city, that he's been a relatively successful business person. He's also an internationally well-known person. He's earned fees. He's got all kinds of things. I'm not suggesting that he's a multimillionaire or anything like that but he certainly meets the financial eligibility criteria to bank at Coutts. And I knew that this was, had to be absolute nonsense. What I didn't know, and what Koots and Nat West didn't realise, is that, of course, Nigel Farage is an extremely clever man and somebody who's able to take steps to defend himself. So when he first announced that his bank accounts had been closed, what he didn't say is that through various legal devices, and I suspect help from people inside the bank, he didn't just get one letter, but an entire dossier of discussions of what actually went on within the bank, and the real reasons why they closed his account. And yes, it was partly because of his friendship with Donald Trump. It was partly because of his friendship with Djokovic, the tennis player. It was partly because he'd taken anti-immigration stances. But surprise, surprise, his support for Brexit also came up as well. It's all there, all there. In papers, in in all the, in all, anyway, he's now released all those papers to the media. It's creating, it took a while, by the way, for this story to really take off, but it has now taken off. Uh, the government itself has been shaken by it. And I should point out that the parent company of Coutts, which is NatWest, is 39% owned by the British government. (laughs) So this is a government, a bank that the British government itself partly owns. Anyway, the British government has been shocked by this, and it's created a huge uproar. And what we're discovering is not only did the bank essentially lie, planting all these false stories across the media about the real reasons why Farage's bank uh, bank account was taken from him. But there's now a report circulating that the overall chair of the entire NatWest group was at a journalist a reporter's dinner, and that during that dinner she was sitting next to one of the journalists who was spreading the story that... Um, Farage's account was closed because supposedly he was out of out of out of cash. So the bank has been exposed as spreading stories about one of its own customers. Remember that they've implied that he's a, you know that he's poorer than he actually is. <laughs> they spread stories about one of their, one of his own, one of their own customers. And, at the same time, they've lied about that customer and, of course, they've denied him banking, bank accounts purely because of his political opinions, which are entirely legal opinions for him to have.
0: One word comes to mind. Conspiracy.
1: I was, yeah. That's, that's what this sounds like to me, a Conspiracy. It was a conspiracy that the the bank and, of course, the media all colluded in. And can I just say something? I mean, you know, in theory, of course, banks are allowed to close customer accounts. I mean, we all understand that. But I cannot imagine that uh, British banks would be taking these kind of steps if they didn't have um, a green light to do it. From the financial regulators and conceivably even the Bank of England. So just bear that in mind as well.
0: The government was involved as well. Then well, I mean, I mean that's that's basically what you're what you're yeah, uh, at. Uh, in a way, the government must have known. Well, the government had to have known that this was going
1: on. Yeah, so, some officials within the government undoubtedly did. Now, of course, they are. They've now been shocked about it. They say the Chancellor uh, um, of the Exchequer, Jeremy Hunt, says that he's. Profoundly shocked about it, that he's now planning legislation uh, to be introduced into the House of Commons next week to make it impossible for banks to close accounts um, in light of people's political opinions. We will see whether that happens. And always, of course, you know, the devil is in the detail. We will see whether that legislation actually says... What it is supposed to, what the government is telling us it will say, but just consider if that legislation is indeed passed, then consider consider what an enormous benefit Nigel Farage will have given to the country because he played that played this theme brilliantly, not for the first time. People have underestimated him Um, uh, by, you know, by exposing this whole scandal in the way that he did. We now have a possibility, I don't want to put it higher than that, that we might actually have legal safeguards in Britain against this happening again. Contrast that with what has happened in places like Canada, for example, where those legal safeguards don't exist.
0: And uh, and he exposed the media once again for Absolutely. lying, which Absolutely. is just an added benefit. Absolutely. You're you're in you're in London, so what's what's the sense from from the people? How, how do they feel about this, pro or anti Farage? I mean, or or agnostic to 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 his uh, political past? Let's say. I mean, what's what's the sense right. from from
1: right? The well, in London, of course, and in the part of London where I live and work. Um, Farage is not popular, I mean, to put it mildly. I mean, this is Remainer central, (laughs) to put it mildly. So I don't think many people here actually are either sympathetic to him or are particularly sympathetic to people who have uh, their accounts closed because they're right-wing. And I can't, you know... But my impression is that elsewhere in the country, this has cut through. And I'm going to give an example. And, you know, all of this is connected... It may be a different issue, but it is a connected one. I'm starting to see in many parts of London, and even in my own area and in the farmers market where I buy food, people saying that they only want to trade in cash and that they strongly oppose all attempts by the British authorities, or by the way, authorities anywhere to move us towards a cashless economy. And you can see that all of this is to a great extent connected with what has happened with the banks. It's obviously also connected with the digital currencies things. This thing has cut through, and you only have to see the media response. The way in which the media initially tried to suppress the story and the way in which it's blown apart to to see that people must be writing into their newspapers, calling their MPs, are clearly becoming worried about this sort of thing. Good,
0: good. This is uh, an interesting development, how all of this has worked out. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> and as I said, I mean, you know, it shows again how in Britain, the establishment consistently underestimates Nigel Farage.
0: <laughs> yep. yeah. You can carry over that underestimation to to Russia as well. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. All right. We'll leave the video there. The com. We are on Rumpel, Rockfit, Odyssey, and uh, Telegram. And go to the Durad shop. 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.